now it's time for Between the Lines with Chief Tom Vaughn. Hi everybody, welcome back. Uh, it's Chief Tom Vaughn with my trusty sidekick Brad. Yellow. <laughs> we spent the last hour trying to get mics together. Yep. Oh no. Alright, so. Good show. We're going to talk about a lot of stuff. I'm not 100% sure what yet. We'll make it up as we go along. Yeah, probably. I, I want to talk about the um, the food drive uh, that, yeah. that we're doing here at the police department. Um, a very special guest, uh, Matt Overton, yes. who uh, played for the Indianapolis Colts and Jacksonville Jaguars. That's exciting. Uh, so he's going to join us a little bit later. Yeah, so I mean, I guess let's dive right in. I mean, what give us some updates on uh, how things are going with uh, the food drive that, that that you've got going on? The food drive is going great. Um, let's see, this is what um, two and a half weeks now. Yeah, I think so. That we've been doing it, and um, mm. we were able in that short period of time to be able to serve five hundred two individuals throughout thirty. 304 households. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I'm, uh, I'm really uh, excited about that, and, and especially all the guys and, and volunteers and, of course, Perry Seniors right. um, have really uh, um, helped tremendously. They've been here every day with us. Um, one of the other things with that, though, is we've also um, served meals to four independent living communities. So it's seniors. um who basically have like a little apartment in there, so they don't feed them. They have to buy their own food. Uh, okay. So we've got those, and, and most of those have anywhere between 40 and 60 residents that live there. So we've made uh, a couple trips there, taking uh, truckloads of food and awesome. um, household items um, to them. But, you know, the other really neat thing is we just uh, released a press release today um, with all the sponsors Okay. That have donated food or like refrigerators, you know, whatever it is. Sure. Um, and I mean, we're talking two pages. So it, it's pretty neat. So if you get a chance, go to Southport, Indiana um, Facebook page and that press release is on there and it'll tell you everybody who's donated to help with the seniors. And also, we've been very blessed the last two weeks that a restaurant or somebody has also brought food in to serve the volunteers yeah. that are working. Now, the latest on the coronavirus. I think the last number I saw was 21 police officers in the United States have died from COVID-19. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it is it is a problem, and it's how do we approach it. Um, you know, we were really proactive. We made sure we had all the proper PPE gear in the cars, you know, day one. So it was there for the officer to be able to use when they arrive on a scene. Yeah, I know... Um you might be able to shed a more shed a little bit more light on this, but saw something like about the FOP trying to um, ensure that uh, a COVID nineteen death would be considered an in the line of duty death. Yeah, and again, you know, that's one of the difficult things. Did he get sick at home? Did he get sick at work? Where'd you get sick at? Right. You know, was it an on duty? You know, is that where you contracted it? I mean. Right. Who knows? You know, so that's, um, I know that's a big one that they, they're addressing now, which is good. Yeah. You know, trying to get ahead of it a little bit. Yeah. Because um, nobody really thought about it. Right. No. And I mean, uh, for, for a line of duty death, 
the difference between non-line of duty and line of duty is just kind of the, the survivor's benefits, right? Like right. what, how the family's taken care of and things like that. They yeah. get a, a bit more care. Right. Line of duty. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and there's, you know, the state does a very good job of making sure that they're, um, you know, compensated so they can pay bills and, and do that right. kind of stuff, you know, and then you have the college for the kids. And so there, there is a lot more that's added into a, sure. you know, line of duty death versus none. Um, and again, I, I don't know how you even, no. I don't know how you come up with that unless you went to a house that had it, you know, but sometimes you're not, you don't get the ailment till two days later or, exactly. you know, you don't get the fever or whatever. Yeah. So I that's going to be a tough one to try and go through. And I agree. I think that the numbers, hopefully they stay, you know, kind of how they've been. But, you know, if it stays kind of where it's at, then at 20 some, you know, I think that just give the benefit of the doubt. Right. And say, yeah, this is line of duty. I mean, because we don't we don't know for sure. Right. The likelihood is probably that they did contract it at work. I mean, you would think if they were going home and and, you know quarantining and doing everything right. you were doing there yeah i mean you would think yeah um you know kind of still with the the coronavirus um topic i guess uh the, the stimulus so i've kind of looked into this a little bit um out of curiosity and i'm no economist by any means but um so the the stimulus checks that are supposed to come out um will go i guess an order of kind of like your income, uh, what you claim oh, as really? your income yeah. on your previous tax return. So the quote less you made, um, you'll be one of the first to get oh, that's good. Yeah. The, the checks. Um, but I was reading in the language of the bill, it said that anytime from now until December 31st, 2020, and I'm thinking, I mean, that's not going to, I mean, <laughs> if that really, if it stretches on that far, right. yeah, that's not going to help at all. But, um, it doesn't seem like that's how it's going to be, but we're still, I think, a couple weeks out yeah, from the first uh, people getting it. I think somebody did say May or something like that. Yeah, so they're saying that around um, middle, like maybe third week of April, people should start getting oh, um, a direct deposit. Right. Um, it's still tough, though, because that, that puts most people at a month or more out of work with no money. Right. And then the unemployment situation, they, you know... Um, if you qualify for state benefits, you get that. And then the feds kick in a, an extra 600 bucks a week on top of that, which is awesome. But I don't think they got guidance until early this week. Um, how that works. Yeah. On how to do it. Right. So now they're all scrambling, trying to put a program together. Right. So people still haven't been paid out unemployment from this. So literally you have people with zero income. Uh, well, then I would months. think the, whatever, state you're in is going to be different too it is you know that's one of the one of the hardest things about this is you know you've got uh, the federal government you know doing their thing saying this is what you need to do and this is this and then you have your governor your state right he's doing his thing you know what he thinks is best Mm -hmm. and then you have mayors of all the little cities and they're trying to do what they're doing (laughs) right and i mean so you know depending on where you're at in the country or what type of leadership you have you know you're either ahead of it in the middle of it or way behind, you know? Yeah. So that, that's the bad part about it. And I do know they were talking about doing another stimulus bill. So hopefully uh-huh. this one will get out pretty quick so they can 
Yeah. And I do know they were saying something about they were having a problem. If it was direct deposited, it, it was going to be easy. Right. But if they had to mail it or do something like yes. that, that was going to take longer mm-hmm. um, to be able to mail it. So, And I guess they did get the, I think the IRS maybe, um, they put together some kind of web portal oh, with, cool. uh, I, mean, I think like TurboTax or somebody helped, oh, really? them, helped them do it. Uh, but for people to go in that did not have direct deposit, so they could sign up and get direct deposit, get something, yeah. Where so, they can get it quicker. Um, yeah, I mean, we'll we'll try to get those links up on the Chief Tom Vaughn uh, Facebook page, okay. uh, just you know, so people have kind of yeah, resources definitely. if if they need them. Yeah, because they can definitely reach out and use those. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so there's a couple of. Uh, I guess this is this is COVID nineteen related, um, but uh, Doctor Anthony Fauci, I think is how you say it, uh, the infectious disease for, mm-hmm. for the president. Um, so he will soon have his own uh, bobblehead. Oh really? Yeah. So uh, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> it, it, I guess it shows him um, demonstrating how to flatten the curve. Really? <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. So, uh, where do you find this stuff at? By the well, way, well, I mean, are you on I Facebook scour. again? No, <laughs> bonjour. <laughs> no, um, I don't know if I want a bobblehead and be known for the coronavirus. Right? <laughs> I yeah, mean, no, no, I don't. that part of it. And I don't know if he had a say in it or not. But probably not. Man, it's it's creepy, realistic. Actually, I just I'm watching a video <laughs> a video of it, and I mean, it looks just like the guy. Look at that. That is that is creepy. <laughs> all right. So. I think people have been home too long, and we've come up with all kinds of things now. Uh, I've actually seen some really good ones, but I've seen, oh, some, yeah. I've yeah. seen some really bad ones, too. Me, too. <laughs> uh, all right, so let's take a quick break. We'll uh, get a commercial in, and then we'll come back. Sounds good. All right. Are you looking to boost your brand's image? If so, Flickr Media has solutions for you. From marketing to graphic design to website development, Flickr Media is the industry leader in providing results. For more information, visit flickr-media.com. Again, that's flickr-media.com. Welcome back, everybody. And oh, crap, do we have a story for you? <laughs> Literally, we do. Uh, so apparently there was a truck stuffed with toilet paper that uh, caught fire in Texas. <laughs> so I would assume that the guys uh, responding to that were thinking, oh, crap. <laughs> so it shut down all lanes of travel on Interstate 20 in Texas, which uh, Texas, you know how those interstates oh, I are. I so. imagine that go up pretty quick, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, all toilet paper, that didn't take long. And it was fresh. It wasn't used. <laughs> okay, well, I say it's that time. All right, so this is a terrorist in Afghanistan. He was a Taliban commander who uh, walked up to a police checkpoint in 2012, pointed to a wanted poster featuring his face, and then asked for the $100 reward being offered. (laughs) So they said authorities were at a loss to explain his actions. Although one U.S. official reportedly told journalists, clearly, this man is an imbecile. <laughs> <laughs> All right, how about this? All right, what do you um, 
so I don't think everyone should participate in the whole take your child to work day. Um, this guy, James uh, Gambria, <laughs> robbed uh, at least two houses and a boat. When the cops caught up with him, they found out he brought a four-year-old girl along with him. It was take your daughter to work day. Yeah, take your daughter to work. <laughs> Baby, I'm going to teach you how to be a criminal. <laughs> A woman in Oklahoma set her neighbor's house on fire after they had a long feud. Mm -hmm. uh, she was caught doing it by her own security cameras. <laughs> I mean, talk about, ah, darn the luck. Well, my favorite, I think, are the um, bring your meth to the police department to get checked out for mm -hmm. whatever the latest right. issue is. Yeah. And people actually do it. Yeah. Well, yeah. What was that one they used to do when they were had um, wanted people they couldn't get? They would get a hold of them and tell them they wanted like a 56-inch TV. Uh -huh. If you come down here and pick it up and they'd have that oh, you know, yeah. storefront, they'd uh -huh. come in to get their prize and then yep. they'd get arrested. And then that was a whole TV show and they still did it and it's still successful. It's just crazy. I, I didn't watch a whole lot of those, but the one I did see, uh, somebody was like an aspiring model. So they put on this runway show of just the most horrific things like to wear. Um, and then it was all, it was all jail themed. So stuff with stripes and, <laughs> and they never got it, you know, but uh, they did at the end. But uh, how about this? How about, I guess, you know, there are embarrassing things to get arrested for, obviously. Mm -hmm. And there was really embarrassing, like this 25-year-old woman from South Carolina. So she was arrested last week uh, when police caught her driving drunk. Okay. The kicker, she was driving her kid's Power Wheels <laughs> toy truck. <laughs> yeah. Is that motorized? That is motorized. Um, they, didn't, they actually didn't arrest her with DUI, so they were nice to her because they could have. Yeah. She got a public intoxication charge, though. We had a uh, crash one year, and when we got there, the other person that had uh, rear-ended the car had fled from the scene, mm -hmm. and so the guy who was rear-ended was actually drunk. So as we're talking to him, he's drunk, so he's getting ready to go to jail now <laughs> for a DUI after being involved in an accident, but he kept saying, no, really, the lady who ran out of the car didn't have any clothes on. Well, we assumed he was just drunk right? <laughs> right? and made up a story, or that's what he thought he saw. <laughs> And it was like, I don't know, 40 minutes later, we had a call from a naked person hiding in this lady's oh. bushes. And so we went over. So his story was accurate. Oh, wow. <laughs> he still went to jail for DUI, <laughs> and he still got his car crashed. So, I mean, I would both both of the people in that incident, incident were probably arrested then, huh? Yeah, yeah. Everybody, everybody went to jail. Well, I thought it was funny because he kept, you know, he's telling you a story, and you're looking at him going, yeah, oh, sure, yeah. buddy. <laughs> you know? well, we, I mean, because you hear it all, yeah. you know. And then all of a sudden we get that run come out and, you know, that light bulb goes off and you're like, hmm, maybe I ought to go check into that real quick. And sure enough, it was the lady who, uh, who rear-ended him. <laughs> so. All right, we're going to end it with this on the dumb criminals. Okay. We're going to take it back to Florida, Chief. Oh, no, well, there we go, Florida. <laughs> I'm going to hate mail from them, yeah. Oh, goodness. Uh, so a guy in Florida was pulled over last week and he had uh, cocaine in his nostrils. Like okay. you could see it all over. Uh, but he told the deputies that the, the cocaine on his nose was not his. He was holding it for a friend. He was arrested. <laughs> okay, I've heard it's not my pants. but That's my favorite. Nose? I mean, 
I don't think I've ever worn someone else's pants like that. No. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I am amazed at how many people... Use that line? Yeah. Well, you know, apparently they're just uh, putting on strangers' pants all the time. And it's the same thing. You you stop them and they're driving their cars or anything in the car that's illegal. Not that I know of. Well, right. Whose car is it? <laughs> I can tell you everything in my car. Right. Whether it's legal or illegal. Okay, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and when we come back, we'll have my lovely wife on the show. 911, what's your emergency? Are you prepared for the worst? We hope and pray that you never experience a catastrophic event at your place of business or worship, but being prepared is key to mitigating loss. Vaughn Ryan Strategic Security Consultants offers training and planning to businesses and houses of worship in the event that the unthinkable ever happens. Please visit Vaughn-Ryan.com and take advantage of our free quote today. All right, so we're back with Chief and uh, Jane here, and let's get a brief rundown of the story. Okay, so... For those who don't know, which I'm sure there's several out that, that don't know how you guys met, you've been married 30, 33 years. 33. Um, how did how did it happen? How did you guys meet? Well, there's two different stories, right? <laughs> two versions. Yeah, it's... Actually, um, her version is right. <laughs> well, no, no, we know. It's Jane's version and, you know, falsehoods. Right. It's what he, you know, would love to think that really happened. Depends on who's in the crowd when we're telling the oh. story. Yeah, if I'm not there, then he goes with just. Oh well, yeah. Yeah. Right. Woman. Tell the story, then well, I'll, I'll give him mine. I worked at McDonald's and I worked at the drive-through, and he um, came through the drive-through. It was on the strip, you know. He was cruising the strip, and he came through one night and he ordered. I believe you ordered a Big Mac, a Big Mac and a large French fry, and he said, and I want my fries hot. And I said, well then, sir, I suggest you go home and make them yourself. <laughs> because, you know, Fridays and Saturday nights were crazy, you know, especially on the strip yeah. time. I mean, there was people was a big thing, everywhere. Yeah. And um, he claims that we made them just hot, especially for him. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm telling sure. you no, we did not. <laughs> Well, see, the bad part is you got three or four of your buddies in the car, so you're trying to be cool. Oh, yeah. And then you got this girl on the you know speaker going, well, I suggest you go home and make them yourself, is what she said. <laughs> yes, I did. Yeah. And I suggest you go home and make them yourself. <laughs> so then I looked at them and said, man, we need to go meet this girl. <laughs> I want to talk to her. <laughs> uh. And there it was. But yeah. And I think I said, I want a Big Mac and large fry, and this time, can we have them hot? That's probably that's even worse, though. Because last time they were probably cold, though. There's had to be a reason I said it. Well, I mean, I can't help what you did last time. You know, but so you came right. through when I was there, and then you demanded that they were hot. And I'm like... It was a suggestion. Dude, if you want them hot, you got to go home and make them yourself. Because, you know, we're, we're on a 30-second shift here. You know, we got to get the cars in and out, in and out. In I'm and on out. a timer. We're well, grabbing and going. You get what you get. <laughs> I think uh, I think when I heard this story last, um, Chief said that he demanded the fries hot, 
and something about Ronald McDonald rode out on an Asian <laughs> elephant. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, with hot the piping. Whole, yeah, the whole place stopped, just, yes. and everybody it said is. trumpets. The, yeah, the kid in the AMC wants his fries hot, and you, we need to stop and serve him hot fries. And I think no. that is what happened, and I think the world stopped spinning for a brief moment of time. Yeah, and I got hot fries. Yeah, yeah. Most that was importantly, luck of the draw, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> I actually heard a little buzzer going off that the fries were done. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. So what happened after that? That that you know, because I don't know a lot of people that would get that response and say, "Well, hey, I think I actually have a chance with this girl." Well, yeah, so, you know, it's kind of like, <laughs> like her. She's gonna stand up for herself. You know, it isn't. Yeah. So, yeah. Then I chased her for about two months and. You know. Well, he switched up because he had a new car. He went from his mom's AMC to a 65 Chevelle. I called it the square blue car because I had no idea what it was. I just thought the color was really pretty. And he would come through, so I started working a bunch of hours, and he would come through the um, drive through And um, then he finally... Well, see, I can't tell you what I was doing when the girl approached because I have to enforce that now. <laughs> We were racing uh, another car. Allegedly. Another car. Allegedly. Alleged, yes. yeah. And this, there was a bunch of guys and, and girls out there. And so when we started, some girl runs out into the street. So I have to, like, hit the brakes so I don't run her over. Right. And I'm like, what? And she goes, you know the girl at McDonald's? And I'm like, yeah, she really likes you. I said, well, why don't you get her number for me? And I'll give her a call. <laughs> you know, so... Then, so she, then comes she comes back. to work and says, well, he wants your number. And I said, well, then he needs to come ask me for it himself. You know, I'm not nice. working with a middleman here. You know, right. after the fries, I probably should have known that <laughs> Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> but I was 16 and hard-headed. And I was well, like, hey, yeah. give me the number and I'll call her. Like, you know, again, the world's going to stop and she's going to call me. Yeah, I don't think uh, men have ever been accused of being a smart no. creature. <laughs> I mean, we're dumb. No. I'll admit it. Yeah. I mean... Our minds are very, very simple. And I think that's probably what causes arguments so much. Like women underestimate how stupid we are. Well, you know, one of the things I always tell her is like, you know, when we talk about how we met and all that, I go, you know, you sent some girl to find me. It wasn't like I came looking for you. And I would say, no, you sent her back to get my number. (laughs) So there's always that battle that's going to go on forever. Mm. But. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. Then he would come through with cars of girls, you know, full of girls. Oh yeah. Thinking they need that ride. was. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure you spilled the drink on me. I may have. You know. I you know, the lid wasn't quite all. Oh on. yeah. Was here. Yeah. Was it when you had a bunch of girls? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 That wasn't an accident. No. And again, we're not very smart, so. <laughs> You know, it, the, the number thing wasn't going well. So it's kind of like, you know what? You well, keep coming through girls in the car. I'm like, I'm not giving my number to a guy that keeps, you know, bringing a bunch of girls. Again, didn't think through the process. We usually don't. Yeah, but it see, women out. think men are so complicated. Oh, yeah, no, not at all. Because you know, you guys no. are, you know, we're thinking. I guess we yeah. think you think like us. And That's exactly what it is. I've seen. Have you seen like the memes where? There's like a, a man and woman laying opposite each other, and she's like, oh, "I wonder if he's thinking about that argument we had last week." And his thing is like, "Can't wait to watch the next episode of Tiger Kings, or you know, whatever, or something silly." So, but yeah, it's always the most simple yeah. <laughs> food, yeah. you know. I mean, yeah. Because yeah, I'm an analyzer, and I analyze everything, and he doesn't. 
find the problem, fix the problem, move to the next bingo, problem. Bingo, bingo. Yeah. So while he's already moved on, I'm still processing <laughs> stuff, and he's like, what? Are, you know, we're done past that. And I'm like, but I'm still thinking. I'm still but, processing. And that's not always a bad thing because I'm the same way as you. And there are those times where they're still processing, and then they're like, wait, but what about this? It's like, ooh, I need to go yeah. change that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, that happens but, actually know, a it, lot. Especially, you know, like now – you know, in, in my job, it's like, there's a problem, fix the problem, move to, on to the right. next problem because, you know, we always have the next problem. And yeah, so sometimes it's, okay, you got to slow down and let me catch up. Or like you said, did you think of this? And you're like, oh no, because I only took three minutes to think about it the first time. Right. <laughs> really yeah. probably should have spent three more minutes and <laughs> this would have been a different outcome, but okay. Only three minutes. <laughs> three, five minutes, whatever. I mean, hey, that's, that's a long, Two that's minutes. an eternity in our <laughs> yes. mind. Yeah. Especially when you have nine fires going on. Right. And you're just trying to get four out <laughs> so you can deal with the others. Yeah. So, very, very simple. We yeah. are. Yeah. Well, that's uh, good to know. That's good to know. Yeah, no. Let's see, this is educational. You said 35 years ago. Right. <laughs> Where were you, Brad? Where were you? Yeah, I'm just trying to help the ladies out there so they, they understand. Yeah. We are yeah, not complicated. Yeah, because yeah. you know, I'm thinking, how many times did I try to make a specific meal for you when we first got married? And I'm thinking, I really want to get this right. You know, he loves it. He didn't even like it, for one. <laughs> oh. And, you know, I was trying so hard, and I could never. What I was that one, keep... you Salisbury steak? It was peppered steak, I think. Yeah, I and I just could my never brother, get it right. That's my brother funny. loved it. So my mom made it all the time. Oh, okay. So when she was over at the house, my mom says, oh, Tom loves this. So for like twice a week, I don't know. I I have oh. <laughs> and I'm like, why do you keep making it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, order a pizza or something. I don't care. Oh, wow. I eat that. She's like, well, your mom said you loved it. And I'm like, no, my brother does. Well, yeah, so for a while, she'd make it all the time. And I'm like. You know, and you know, you're newly married and all that, so you're just you're gonna eat it. Uh-huh. You don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't making that mistake. Uh-uh. And then so finally, yeah, I was like, do you like really like that stuff? <laughs> I ate it. <laughs> She's like, No, I don't eat it. And I'm like, Why do you keep <laughs> making it? <laughs> and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I keep trying to make this, you know, perfect this and I would have been just as good with a hot dog. Yeah. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Fries, yep. I'm good to go. Yep. Or a Big Mac and hot fries. You know, I'm awesome. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know, right. Shots fired. (laughs) Yeah, so I found for me it's easiest just to wake up every morning and say, honey, I'm sorry. (laughs) It's gonna. You probably ought to do that every time you come in the police department. Just come in and say, honey, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't care. I'm sorry. Yeah, I probably should. We can just get you a hat that says, I'm sorry. And then you can just wear it all the time. So this is my sorry hat. Yeah. That's not a bad idea. Have it backwards, and when you're sorry, just turn it around. Oh, I like it. See that? It's like uh See, simple. Different, yeah. <laughs> not complicated. Okay, well. God Kayla. bless her. We love you, Kayla. We love you. <laughs> we'll take a quick commercial break, and when we come back, we'll be joined with Matt Overton uh, from the Indianapolis Colts and Jacksonville Jaguars. Are you looking to boost your brand's image? If so, Flickr Media has solutions for you. From marketing to graphic design to website development, Flickr Media is the industry leader in providing results. For more information, visit flickr-media.com. Again, that's flickr-media. 
All right, we are back with the one and only Matt Overton, long snapper extraordinaire. Is that right, Matt? Hey, like I said, this is your show. We're like, we're- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think you're extraordinaire. Uh, what, 2013 Pro Bowl? Yeah. Yeah, so then, you know, I would say extraordinaire. Um, all right, so I'm here with uh, Chief and Mrs. Chief, and I guess I'll kick this thing off. Uh, we'll start off with congratulations, because if I'm not mistaken, you were just married last month. Is that right? Yeah, we got married, yeah, almost um, about three weeks ago. So well, congratulations. And, uh, having a lot of fun. And that was in Indianapolis, right? Yeah, it was great. We had uh, We got lucky, and... We were able to have our wedding right before all the quarantine things happened. And um, yeah, it was a, it was a wonderful time. A great time. So just to clarify, you didn't have like hazmat tuxedos or anything like that, right? <laughs> no, just just um, a lot of alcohol and hand sanitizer. <laughs> yeah, the right alcohol could be used as hand sanitizer. Absolutely. Yep. We were told that uh, Jack Daniels was a, um, a good remedy for the coronavirus so uh, <laughs> we were, uh on on. i haven't heard that one yet yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what my dad told me so <laughs> yeah so chief and mrs chief have uh been married for 33 years in june 33 years yeah, we've been june. together 35 so awesome um, and, yeah uh, yeah and i've been married about uh four years now just a baby yeah just a baby. <laughs> Uh, but have you noticed anything? I mean, it's only been three weeks, but have you noticed anything change since marriage? I mean, add a little more for your dirty socks on the floor or anything like that. I mean, under the circumstance, it's a little unusual because we're, you know, we didn't do a honeymoon. We didn't, we're not working. And, um, I guess our, um, our experience right away is pretty unique, but, uh, we're enjoying ourselves and we came down to Nashville just to kind of switch it up a little bit get away from Indy um, and uh, visit with some friends that are down here and um, get into some better weather. And, you know, so it's been good, but I mean, I think we're, we haven't killed each other yet. So that's good. (laughs) We figure if marriages can last through this quarantine, you know, it's a good marriage. Yeah. They say it's a good, um, this quarantine is a good premarital counseling and it's also really good for uh, marriage counseling too. So if you can make it through this, then uh, you could probably make it through a lot of things. But um, you know, we've uh, we got our own little routine going, and we've got Netflix, and right. the weather up here is great. So um, you know, we take our dogs for walks, and you know, go go to the park and do our home at home workouts. So we're we're staying busy at the for the most part. You're not watching that Tiger King show, are you? I watched it already. Yeah, we watched it when it first came out. They're they're trying to get me to do it. I haven't seen it yet, so he keeps bringing it up every segment. Like, hey, have you watched the Tiger King yet? And I'm like, no. Yeah, it's it's an it's it's okay. It's um, if it wasn't for the characters, I mean, the the, the documentary is pretty pointless. It's it's more so of like um, you, you just get a glimpse of like how how crazy people really are in, in the world we live in. And, right. Uh, yeah. Just just very unusual cats in this one and, and no pun intended it's very very odd it, it's not like a great storyline it's just a it just makes you just like wow i can't believe people actually live this way it's kind a train wreck I mean, it, it, it really is and you, you can't stop watching <laughs> yep. That's yeah. it. 
So you guys mentioned that you split your time uh, between Indy, Nashville, and California. Is that right? Yeah. I'm from, I'm from the West Coast, and she's from Southern Indiana. So we're we're primarily in Indy. But... So any reason for Nashville in particular, or do you guys just like it down there? I have a house down here, and we rent it out in the uh, throughout the whole year. And, you know, everyone canceled on me for uh, their trip to Nashville. So... Yeah. We came to spend some time here and enjoy it. And, um, yeah, Nashville is just a great city. It's only a four-hour drive from uh, Indy. And, you know, just it's a great community, a lot of good friends down here, um, yeah. a lot to do. I mean, there's nothing going on right now, but normally there's just the food here is great. The music scene's great. Um, it's just a really cool spot to be. Well, and like you said, it's not a very long drive from Indy to there either. So that makes it kind of yeah. nice to get a change of yeah. pace and – new uh scenery yeah absolutely yeah so you like country music um you get involved in any way down there with music yeah well i um uh, about three off seasons ago i did a internship with uh iheart radio down here and um the bobby bone show which is a a morning indicated show for country music so um yeah i've always i've always enjoyed doing that um uh, country radio is fun and, and all the people that I've met and even the local stations in India with Hank FM and WFMS have been great. Um, and so uh, been trying to do a lot of stuff with them where I can um, in the off season. And then coming down here, the scene is obviously even the platform is bigger. So it was, a, it was a really good experience. So your, uh, your dad was a police officer. Yeah, he was, um, 33 years, he retired as a uh, captain, and then he went, so he bounced around. So he was in San Leandro for 90% yeah. of his career, um, retired captain there, and then he went to San Francisco State University as a sergeant, did like oh, campus yeah. police. Um, he did that for, I think, another five years. Um, unfortunately, got injured. And then, um, so he retired officially, shoot, it's been, a about eight years ago or so. And then he recently just started his own business where he does private security for, um, some of the big events that go on in the Bay area. So, uh, he's been busy with that and, and he just staffs his own guys and a lot of former, um, ex you know, police officers who are now looking for, you know, just like part-time jobs. And, um, it's a, it's a cool little gig that he's got going on. Yeah. And then now my brother, my brother just, uh, got on about a year ago on the same department. And so, uh, it's, it's pretty cool seeing him, uh, follow my dad's footsteps. And then, uh, um, yeah, we have a big, uh, law enforcement family. It sounds like, yeah. And I know you've always been very supportive and all that. Um, did you talk at the cops ball this year? No, I didn't go to that one. I went to one that the FOP puts on. I went to that maybe three years ago. Uh, like in the late fall, early winter, um, right around Thanksgiving, I think, at the FOP right there downtown. Yeah. Um, yeah that was one of the cool things when Brad said you were going to be on there because, like I said, I know you're you're uh, a big supporter of, you know, the police and, and you – well, actually the whole community and, and all the things that you've done. So it was cool to yeah, – Snyder and um, the east side of, uh, with IMPD and 
it really just started with getting connected. Um, some of our Colt security guards at the time were all IMPD officers. And so um, I went on a handful of ride-alongs with the guys. Um, and they were out of the east side. And then I met a few other guys, met Rick Snyder through the process and got involved with the FOP. And um, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. So I, I, I really enjoy um, doing that kind of stuff. And I've always been a huge supporter of law enforcement just because you know, I, I'm a come from a law enforcement family, and and it really, if I wasn't playing football, I would have been a cop, and um, still, still sort of have the ambition to do so. Um, I was going to ask uh, that. Yeah, is that something that you thought yeah. about doing maybe after football? Yeah, most definitely. Uh, I know I have I've talked to IMPD and um, state about doing the reserves program. Uh, they both have different requirements. Um, and so it was one of those things where, I, you know, I would love to, I'm doing real estate right now too. So I'm kind of dabbling in a couple of little things, but, um, you, you know, you, you know, firsthand how big of a sacrifice it is. So it was like, you know, football is a huge sacrifice and, you know, I just got married and, and it, you know, is it, is it the right fit for me to jump in a career like that where, you know, it's, uh, at my age, you know, I'm, I'll be 35 this year, which is by no means old, but. Uh, when I'm trying to start a family, you know how the, the sacri- it's a huge sacrifice. And I know the hours that go into being a low man on the totem pole kind of thing, you know, so. Yeah, um, and, and it is a life change, you know, especially, like you said, just being married, you know, making that fit yeah. and, and her being yeah. comfortable with it. Um, but yeah. if you ever think about it, um, we hold our own um, reserve academy that's certified through the state um, here in oh, our great. department. I, would, I mean, I, I really I really would uh, – it would be really, really cool. And it's, uh, it's, it's really in my blood and um, I've never experienced anything quite like it um, outside of competitive sports where I just, I could draw the parallels between the both of like the adrenaline and just like the brotherhood and camaraderie and, and really kind of the structure and routine and the, the type of mentality that they, ha- that they have. And by no means am I trying to, uh, um, you know, talk about football in the same light as law enforcement, but there, there definitely is a lot of um, similarities that I, uh, I've i seen. And uh, I really compare when I talk to guys and try to convince them or encourage them to do ride-alongs. I'm like, dude, it's when you go to lineup, it's like a pregame, you know, each from your coach. When you're in the locker room, it's like getting dressed for a game. When you're at, you know, when you're in the pit, getting your cars ready and the, you know, one shift is coming off, one shift's going on. It's like, it's just, it really, there's so many similarities um, from that aspect, and and um, obviously uh, it's not a game, but it's it's life or death, really. And but um, I think there's, I've always been um, a, just a huge uh, advocate for that being a great transition for guys because I think um, you know, pro sports and football in particular demands a lot mentally and and physically, but. Um, you know, I think that it, it's a great fit for a lot of guys who are kind of unsure about, you know, what what their future holds beyond football. You know, and and uh, I, I love the brotherhood of you know seeing my dad with his his best friends that they've they've been you know working with each other for the longest time, and, and now seeing my brother going through that right now, and and it, it's really really special, you know. So. Um, it would be it definitely reminds me of like a football locker room you know yeah and, and like uh, you said you know when we show you know in football if if one person isn't doing his job or doesn't have your back you know 
the play goes bad. And it's the same thing with with uh, police work. You know, when yeah, you go to that house, you gotta you gotta know your partner's got your back and he's gonna do his thing. So yeah, I know you're yeah. definitely right. There's a lot of parallels um, to those. Yeah. Yep. And the, the physical fitness. I mean, look at me. I'm a specimen. Yeah. Of, <laughs> you've never, Matt. You don't think we'll you've have ever seen seen me. Yeah. Me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a specimen of physical fitness. <laughs> All right. Cool. Um, so kind of what's been up in the off season i see on twitter that you know you're you're it looks like you're working out a lot uh just kind of prepping yeah. is that right yeah well i'm a free agent right now so i mean I'm, you know things on the football front are really slow i mean everything's shut down just like anything else right um so you know i'm just my whole my whole mindset really is you know i want to come out of this quarantine stronger than i came in and using using the time wisely i know people are getting bored and it's easy to get bored and you know you're really limited you know and it's um but you know there's there's still things that you can still improve on whether it's you know reading every day or doing something going for a walk or run every day and i think my wife and i are trying to just do that and and stay active as much as possible but you know with nashville you know we're it's it's um I know I'm trying to do my social distancing to the best. <laughs> um, no, we we still we still do it safe. I mean, we have a group of friends here that we hang out with quite a bit. We you know we barbecue or have dinner together. At least like kind of break the monotony of like feeling like you're all alone or you know there's no one doing anything. And and I think the the good weather down here helps. People are out at the at the park. We live right by a park, and there's kids playing soccer and and you know people riding bikes walking their dogs and and so i got i got a little group of long snappers that i work with oh that's Two awesome of them are in, are in college and then one's a fourth grader and and so we work like twice a week and um yeah it's just it's cool to be able to use you know use my time and help help the young guys and and um and then i get a great work out of it too and and we have fun doing that so i mean yeah we're, i'm you know definitely definitely staying uh prepared and, and hopeful for another opportunity but um i mentioned before i was i've been doing real estate so i got licensed back uh last fall um finishing up my real estate school and so i've been doing real estate now for shoot almost six months and um before the quarantine there, er, things were really starting to pick up a lot of speed and so um definitely definitely doing that and and um it's been a lot of fun and Indy's a great market for it. So, um, other than that, just, uh, married life, you know, and, and, uh, we're just kind of working around seeing maybe try to start a family here after the summer and see what happens, man. You know, you got an uh, all for Mrs. Chief. <laughs> I don't know if you heard that. <laughs> Sounds like you're just as busy as when you're in during the season. I mean, yeah, it's um, it is nice to. I think the blessing and and the quarantine thing is, um, it really is nice to kind of have things slow down quite a bit. Um, I know there's a lot of people out there that are really struggling, and and so that's kind of where my uh, my guilt comes in because I feel like you know even though I'm not necessarily struggling from the aspect of maybe financially or health wise or. I don't have kids to take care of, you know, I'm kind of like enjoying this. Um, I, try to, I try to stay mindful that there are really are a lot of people that are just going through a hard time. And, you know, my wife, she got, she got laid off from her, her work, her company completely shut down. And so we've, we've felt 
some of those impacts, but, um, you know, it's, it's one of those things too, where when I talk to, whether it's a, a friend that's a nurse or a doctor or a surgeon down in Indy or here in Nashville, I mean, it's one of those things where like you kind of feel helpless because the best thing to do is really stay away from any, anybody and, and stay at home. And so it's a, it's an odd, it's an odd time that we're really experiencing right now. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's crazy. So, um, like I said, I, I guess I, I'm a little oblivious to, you know, the magnitude of what people are really experiencing because, you know, there's, I do hear from, you know, the horror stories from doctors where, you know, the hospitals really are chaotic and, um, it's, uh, my, my like scared to death right now. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a real thing. Exactly. You know, and if I, you know, if I wasn't watching the news or looking at social media, I would have no idea what was going on to be honest with you. But, um, you know, and I, I worry about my brother who's, you know, Oh yeah, definitely. Cause he's I on know, the front lines of it. Yeah, everybody's out there, and my brother is taking advantage of the overtime right now and just crushing it with that. And uh, he loves doing it, you know. And so, other than that, it's uh, um, he he told me the other day we had a little Zoom call with the family and stuff, and uh, he said the you know they can't do anything at the department, so everyone's like kind of quarantined within work, which is weird. And um, he's like, man, we just kind of have uh, we have our own little boundaries and we we barbecue outside quite a bit and hang out and and you know when we got a call we we roll but other than that it's it's uh it's kind of crazy that what how they're how they're dealing with it you know and they're out in california so things are a little bit higher more out there than they are in the midwest but yeah they really did they got hit really hard that was one of the things that we did here at the department was um which is kind of cool in uh three weeks now we've served over 500 seniors or disabled uh families so, you know, trying to give back because, you know, um, in our job, you know, we are still getting paid and we still have that opportunity to go to work every day. Um, yeah. You know, so trying to give back to the community um, was something that, uh, you know, all the officers volunteer their time to deliver the food to them and, and yeah. all that. So it's, you know, just kind of making sure that they're taken care of and they're eating good. Um, but yeah. also, you know, it gives us, um, you know, a way that we can give back to the community at a time when, you know, they're struggling pretty hard. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Thanks yeah, that's something that. That, that Chief, you know, kind of implemented, which it makes this department unique compared to a lot of police departments, but uh, community policing. So it's, you know, we, we're going to get the bad guys and uh, do what we have to do on that end, but really it's about more than that. So he's built a really, really strong community down here. I definitely uh, encourage once all, the, all this is over to, come check it out and um it's just a really cool thing to see yeah i need to man i've been i've heard nothing but great things about southport so yeah now that you're in real estate you know that you could highlight the the uh benefits i guess so uh i I think that you're pretty involved with riley is that right yeah okay um i mean this is probably it might be a dumb question my teacher once said that there's never dumb (laughs) But then I became became police officer. There are dumb questions, uh, but why why Riley? What what was the draw there? I guess. Yeah, I mean, I, I you know coming to Indy almost nine years ago or so, eight years ago um, when I first got signed with the Colts, I had no idea what Riley Hospital was all about, and you know I'd always done a lot of hospital visits um, in the past, um, whether I was in college or other teams I was on, and and um, 
just one of the things where you know I, I walked into Riley for the first time and and was just kind of blown away by just how awesome it was and and uh, under the circumstance that these kids face um i was like man this place is pretty special it's it's like a very very hands-on and and um very interactive very uplifting a lot of hope um that floats around in that place and you know meeting the kids and then meeting the doctors and nurses and and child specialists um we just did some really good events and then um you know over time you know you know one visit turned into two and two turned into 10. And, you know, I started meeting, meeting some of these patients, you know, unfortunately some of them were there for, you know, quite some time. So when I would go there, they would still be there. And, um, I, I paid most of my visits to the cancer center and, um, you know, created some really good friendships there with the kids and we started doing some really cool events. And so, uh, as, as the years went on, um, you know, my involvement just got, more and more uh deeper i guess and um then i started getting involved with the dance marathons that iu does and all state and and purdue and stuff and and uh, butler and those were so much fun and then iupui started theirs i was at their very first dance marathon and they had like 50 students and now it's like in the thousands and so like just seeing like how how much that's grown but it's just the it's it's the community impact you know and it's the support that the state has for the hospital and um the beautiful thing is you know they they turn down no child anybody can go there for for treatment and and they heavily rely on those donations that the you know the fundraising and all that stuff that the dance marathon brings and it's really cool to see like kids get involved because almost everybody that lives in indiana knows somebody that is at riley currently or has been there or they were once uh, a patient there you know so um it's just been a special place for me and you know uh unfortunately some of my little close buddies have passed and but still keep in touch with those families and and uh, i just know that um you know even though you know there's been some difficult circumstances over there um uh every parent i talk to is like you know what we wouldn't want our kid to be anywhere else like this is the best place the best doctors the best care and Indiana is really, really lucky to have a child hospital. We started going to uh, St. Francis down here on the south side of Indy um, for yeah. like Thanksgiving and Christmas for kids that were stuck in the hospital, wouldn't be home for that. And I tell you what, when you go in there and just see their face light up, it just it just sucks you right in. It's like you got to go back and and do it, you know, again and again. Yeah. Hey, um, one of the things I saw in here is. Um, you like to read books to kids if you get some time um we're putting on little short videos onto our facebook where the officers are reading to kids that are stuck at home so if, if you get some time and, and you can put one together and send it to us we'd love to put it on our facebook page yeah that'd be fun man you just let me know give them something to do that. anyway while they're sitting at home yeah that'd yeah, be cool that's a good idea awesome. well you know i think we'll probably be talking again in the future if we have much to much to discuss yeah, you know, once you're ready to to come on and you know do do a reserve or something like that, and uh, yeah, yeah, you guys you guys do the full like six seven month uh, training. Yeah, it's it's seven months. Um, the reserve academy they run it uh, three nights a week. So um, once they're done with that uh, seven months, it's about another four to five months in FTO. So you know it's a big commitment uh, yeah. for these guys, and and you know they're coming out and they're doing it for free to protect yeah. the community. So. 
you know, it's it's pretty amazing to see. We usually have 20 guys in there, um, each academy, and we run it once a year. So it, it, okay. it's an awesome thing. If you get a chance just to come down and watch it. So one of the cool things yeah. about our academy is he lets the wives do be a part of the training. So we get to be the bad guys <laughs> in the scenarios. And you know, it really teaches you a lot, and it opens your eyes to exactly what they go through. All right. And don't you... Doesn't the wife get to tase the husband? No, that, that's not <laughs> oh, I thought so. Okay. <laughs> no, Matt, that, that's not true. <laughs> we can always change the rules. It, it, it is good, though, because, I mean, a lot of what we've seen, you know, especially, um, you know, the law enforcement is we spend a lot of time away from our family and our wives. Yeah. Um, so to be able to, to bring that in, and one, for her to feel comfortable knowing, hey, they're getting the right yeah. training, they're working as a team, they're together, um, you know, has calmed down a lot of those fears um, from the wives when they're sitting at home and, and, you know, you're out here dealing with, you know, all the bad stuff that's going on. So it's great. And yeah, if you guys can come down and when the Academy opens back up and want to take a look at it, we'd be honored to have you down again. I I appreciate you doing this. It's only our second show. So yeah, uh, it means a lot that you, you took the time out to do that. And and like I said, uh, I think you're awesome. All the, all the stuff you do for the community and, and your outlook and, and and that kind of stuff is uh is really important and i want to thank you for for that well thank you it means a lot and thank you for everything that you do and um and thank you for your sacrifice and and uh just shout out to the southport police department and i know everybody's uh the first responders and everybody on the front lines right now i really you guys are the true heroes day in and day out yeah so i just want to part with this um so I was reading uh, the other day that uh, I guess Chuck Norris tested positive for um, coronavirus. So the Pretty coronavirus awesome. is now uh, in quarantine for two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best I have. Yeah, sorry. And then, uh, when Chuck Norris does a push-up, he pushes the world down. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, brother. Hey, yeah, you guys stay safe yeah. down there. Yeah, yeah. Thanks again, yeah. buddy. We'll, we'll chat soon. All right. All right, man. All right, thank, thank you. you. Bye. Well, you know, I think, uh, man, we've covered a lot today. Yeah. I think yeah, that, that overtime was great. Yeah. yeah. Yep, that was awesome. So let's say we do this again next week. Right. And maybe um, maybe this week or next week we'll actually have people listen to us. That'd be nice. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I mean, they're kind of stuck now. They can't go anywhere. They're quarantined. So. Well, that's, yeah, and that's really, When it opens yeah. up is when you have the problem with the right listeners. Uh-huh. Now they're just looking for something to laugh at. Well, and <laughs> problem solved. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll um, I think there's some stuff we're going to post on Facebook that we've yeah. talked about, like links and things like that. And Yep, we'll get it all on there. And, uh, again, thanks, everybody, for listening. And if you have any questions or you have something you want us to talk about, um, please go to uh, the Chief Vaughn. Facebook page and post your questions or <laughs> concerns or please stop doing this, whatever it is, and uh, we'll get Talk those on the on the shows. So appreciate you guys listening, and we'll see you next week. See you guys. See ya.